Good evening, howdy. It is the Safe House Podcast. We're here live and in living color. It's good to be back with everybody. Um, it's your man, Pastor Ferguson, here with my brother, Mitchell Harper. What's happening, man? Not much. What's going on? Man, it's been a, it's been a busy week, but, you know, God is still able, oh. and we're glad about it. Cool. So, you know, this time we got people that are here live with us. The reason you probably won't hear them at this particular moment is because they're still trying to digest all this chicken. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It smells so good in here right now. I mean, it smells like the South and picnics and after church. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's what it smells like up in this mud. So it's great, and I'm glad that we can do this kind of thing. So, spoiler, if you haven't if you haven't caught on, probably should hang out with us in person at least once. You never know what you might run into. So that. Definitely do that. So, as always, the normal rundown. If you are online, do as I am doing right now with my phone. I am sharing on Facebook. If you are with us on YouTube, definitely share the link. People will be happy you did. Definitely put your um, comments, your questions in the chat if you're online with us. And, of course, you're going to hear everything that we're trying to do in this space as well. So we're going to start off a little different, you know. We're going to start off a little different before we pray because, you know, it's not, it's not usual, right? Not usual to have celebrities and stuff in the building and especially on their birthday. Oh, snap. Right. Right. Oh, and snap. so – you know, there's this dude that, you know, he's been around, he's doing all this where he's always doing stuff behind the scenes and everything like that. And, you know, he don't like to be in spotlight and all that kind of stuff. It's cool because I think he doesn't want to be out here because, you know, child labor laws suggest that he probably shouldn't be doing the stuff that he's doing with us. He's just you know, a baby. I know. He's just a baby, a baby face, everything like that. And so, you know, we don't want to be breaking no rules because, you know, we're getting close to time. You know, you can, you know, you can only be out so late, That's right, you yeah. know, when you when you're doing stuff. But today is our man Patrick English's birthday. Happy birthday, Patrick. Happy birthday. May all your dreams not come true. Because uh. <laughs> yeah, knowing what I know about you, your dreams won't be bad for me somehow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's exactly why we're climbing the way we are. We're, we're grateful for you, bro. We're not going to get all extra sappy, but I'm grateful for you as your pastor. Grateful for you as a friend, man. Thank God for you keeping us all on the level. It's awesome the stuff that you do. I know people complain a whole lot, but they can't do what you do, so their complaints don't matter. Amen. Amen. All Amen. right. So we're grateful for you, man. And trust me, I got you after after we're done here tonight. Um, Birthday lit. Yes, all day long, all day long. You know, we're going to layeth the hands. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. I'm glad people finally caught up with that. All right. <laughs> so we're going to open in prayer, and then we're going to just jump right into it tonight. Um, I'm going to open us up in prayer. Um, God, as we come, we thank you just for what you're doing in this space, in this time with all of us. Thank you for just this avenue of how we're able to engage your word, engage one another. I pray that you would just be with us as we study together, learn together, grow together, converse together, 
travel together through your word and through this experience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so, Mitchell. Yes, sir. I know you was busy this weekend, man. Oh, man. You, were, you were sharing the word this weekend, and I know, you know, a lot of the stuff is going on. And I'm grateful for the times that you get to actually see some of this stuff when when a brother preaches because, you know, you ain't got to do it, you know. Sometimes I could be long-winded and stuff like that. And I hope, you know, doesn't throw people off. But um, Sunday, we dealt with um, we dealt with the first part of the final aspect of this series on likeness. And we were talking about the nature of wanting. Mm wanting to be like Christ, wanting to be. And I just want to get some feedback from you on what you picked up from the message on this past Sunday. Yeah. Um, there. I feel like you talked about the the responsibility that comes with position and title and um and I don't know that you said this but so maybe I'm connecting some dots that maybe don't get connected but there's really this vibe that like Christ doesn't owe you anything despite who you think you are and what you think he owes you um, but if you want the smoke, you better be ready when it comes, man. So, um, I mean, we, we got other points, so we're going to talk about all of it, but yeah, just, just in listening to you, like just because you want the responsibility doesn't mean you're ready for the responsibility. Right. And, and in <clears throat> a very real way, you know, I think a lot of people don't really understand what it really means to take on take on the the likeness of God mm -hmm. to be like Christ to be like God for real. And I think and I think that piece is so foreign to people because they think it's simply you show up. Mm -hmm. And because you're a child of God you just show up to the dance and people are just going to embrace you that way. And that's not true. And there's a lot that comes with that. Um, we'll get into the scripture, but I just wanted to make sure that I place some of these things within the chat just so that people would have them. And they'll see that we have, of course, different points from the message that should be in the chat. And you'll probably need those. But I want us to just kind of dig into the scripture. If you, if Mitchell, you would go ahead and dig into it. Um, we're in Matthew 20, verses 20 through 28. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, what do you want? She said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. 
He said to them, you will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left hand is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared for, been, been prepared by my father. And when the 10 heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise, exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would, whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Didn't we talk about these brothers last week? Oh, man. Didn't we touch on this? Somehow they keep showing up, and they keep showing up wrong. <laughs> I mean, why, 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 are they, why are they showing up wrong? Talk to me, man. Why are they showing up wrong? Before we, 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 I want us to unpack this a little bit now that we, we, done, we done brought them back again, you know. So let, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Go ahead, go ahead, man, because I, we were talking before, and I, I'm, I've been waiting to hear what you, what's on your mind. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. And, like, this is everybody parents differently, right? But you a grown man. Don't send your mama. Don't send your mama to do your, your bidding. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. It's kind of lazy. It's kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I, I love my mama. My mama would, would vouch for me in any way, shape, or form. She sure would. And But sometimes you just got to, I got to handle it, and I, <laughs> you know? You know, but, um, yeah, I'm, first and foremost, don't send your mama to do your work. Um, and second of all, don't bite off more than you can chew. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Bite off more than you can chew. I mean, they're literally asking for the maximum amount of blessings that they can get. Mm. You know, like in, in, in the Old Testament, like we see it in Genesis a lot where, you know, whoever the, the, fa- the father is in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, place, the one, place one child at the right hand, place one child at the, at the left hand, and the one on the right gets the most blessing. The one on the left gets a little bit lesser blessing, but still a pretty good blessing. And so these two are like, yeah, I know we travel with these other 10 dudes, but like it's us, right? Like we're your favorites, right? We are we're your most favored, and we are the most deserving of this blessing, right? Interesting. Think about think about, and I and I like that you brought up that dynamic, because now you're talking about two dynamics in the same text. Aren't we the favorites? Mm. And you done brought your mama to it. Because mama spoke. But then watch the dynamics even in the text. Even though mama spoke, Jesus heard it but didn't respond to her. Right. He responded by talking to them. Because he knew what it was. Right. And so there is this challenge, I believe, that is a normal human challenge where we say we want a thing until we know the price for it. Mm. So think about, I mean, think about this for a minute. 
like like really 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 think about this for a minute um it's 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 not much of a phenomenon as it was but i got sick and tired of hearing about red bottom shoes for a, for a while you know red bottom <laughs> all the time yeah all the time just like if you got them use a bad you know you know use a bad somebody we'll say it that way that's right but then everybody wants to start to get that because it is a status thing mm-hmm. right and because it's a status thing they're willing to try to pay a price for status but then after a while they see that the price is too high for status and so they may go around and start to try to find what they're looking for in the range that they can handle it. Oof. Or they try to negotiate it down so they can have the status, but at their level of being able to have that cost, right? Jesus was literally asking them, what are you willing to pay? Mm-hmm. What is the price you're willing to pay for this thing that, number one, I can't give you? <laughs> right. Ain't that in the text? Exactly. Yep. It's in the text. He's, he said, I can't give the, the, what you're asking for, I can't give yeah, you. It's not mine to give away. It's not mine to give away. But since we in this, since we here talking about trying to roll with me, are you willing to go through what I'm going to go through? Are you going to drink from the same cup? <laughs> Are you willing to go through it? And I think that we as the church, okay, in a broad sense as the church, in a in a more intimate idea as individuals, we need to start asking ourselves, what, what are we really willing to do? Mm. And, not, and not from a place of saying, this is where I'm going to stay, mm-hmm. but from a place of being honest enough to say, hey, man, am I, really, am I prepared to go this far? Am I prepared? People say they want to be in evangelism, and they're introverts. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But what happens if you get around 10 people at once? Are you willing to actually open up your mouth and get over your own thing for a minute to actually tell somebody about? You may not actually be there. And it's not because you don't like people, but you still have to deal with some stuff. Right. There are things that you have to deal with. There there are things that you have to address. And so tonight we got to ask ourselves, are you willing to pay the price? That's what we did. Will and not just willing. Will you. Right. Will you actually pay the price? That is involved with walking in the likeness of God. So that's what we want to deal with tonight. And. 
the launch point are these three points. There's a cost involved, so what is that cost? The cost is responsibility, sacrifice, and servanthood. Responsibility, sacrifice, and servanthood. So we want to try to begin this conversation a little bit and try to deal with some of this stuff and start to unpack what this looks like from the text, from what people are thinking about, from what they saw in the message, what they may be just thinking about in this moment. And I already see someone got a hand on the mic, so go ahead. Now, are we talking recognition? Because you brought up the the uh, Christian Louboutins, the, the, the red bottoms, as <laughs> as far as, as a, uh, a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Are we in a place where people can even recognize the knockoff? Say that again. So are, are we at a place, literally and figuratively, to where people can actually recognize a knockoff? Here's the, so let me take it a step further, because that's not only a good question, that's a sol- it's a solid place to start. Let's consider what Jesus asked. Are you willing not to pick up the cup, but drink? That means, are you willing to fully engage in all of it, right? Status is being able to hold the cup. Status is sitting next to the one that actually has the signet ring. Status is I am in an area where people can recognize that I'm at least Christ adjacent, Mm -hmm. okay? Here we go. There are more church slash Christ adjacent people than disciples in the life of the church. Within the last decade or so, we've got more people who have become somebody through the idea of having a thing rather than actually having a thing. Mm-hmm. We have more people who have have risen to prominence by having p- people believe, like you said, are, they are Christ-adjacent rather than representing Christ in an actual sense. Uh, social media, all, all, all of that. We, you don't necessarily have to have the money if you can look like you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people that you know, do we know that have risen to to astronomical levels, not necessarily being Christians, but looking like wearing the uniform? You know what I mean? Um, okay. The question that I'm that I'm really trying to ask now that I got it in my head is: How many of us are? Looking like we, we, you know what I'm saying? No, I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Trying to get the babies to take a sip, you know what I'm saying? You just, you looking like you 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 drinking mm. out the cup rather than actually drinking out the cup. And we're fooling people. People right. are being fooled. Yeah. And so. Well, I think 
not even really to have an answer, but we see in the scripture that they don't even hesitate. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we, gonna, we can do it. We're going to drink out the cup. Like, we, we can drink the same cup as you. They don't even hesitate. Yeah. And, like, we know how this story plays out. Like, like John, to his credit, hangs around, but everybody else, once the rubber hits the road, nowhere to be found. So, like, don't say you can drink out the cup and then not show up when the going gets tough. Like, which then, which then suggests you had the teacher. Mm-hmm. You had 12 guys that had the teacher on what it means to be, to walk and to function within the world. How, you know what I'm saying? They had the teacher. You can't have part with me if I don't teach you how to serve. If you don't let me wash your feet, you don't have part with me because I'm trying to teach you something, right? You can't. Look at what Jesus said before. You don't know what you're asking. Mm -hmm. Suggesting that he already knows the mentality of all that are following him. You have no idea what you're asking for. People say they want to roll with you until you show them what it means to really roll. Okay? And because and you you know you're my friend and all that stuff and you know we can we can talk we can talk about it, all that stuff everything dot 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 but even with all the years that we've known each other in this stage I said it takes something to roll with me now. Not because I'm great. <laughs> but because I acknowledge what I have to do now that is very different <laughs> than anything that we were ever doing over 30 years ago. You know what I mean? That it's that kind of it's that kind of relational piece. So if Jesus can look at those two and say, "You don't know what you're asking for." He knows they ain't ready for what that means. But they're trying to say they are. So they look right and sound and psh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but not to beat a dead horse, but like how are you going to convince us that that you're that you that you're ready for this when you had to ask somebody else to ask the question for you? Like like mama, will you? <laughs> you know, uh, you know what I mean. Like, but, you, but but we ready though. We wait, wait, ready. wait! But you about to no, 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 you you meddling? You. <laughs> I know of I know, and have grown up just like you have too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we knew them kids whose mamas took the initiative. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. They they necessarily didn't ask, but they mamas went and said, "Would you make sure my baby can get this?" That's and, fair. Will you will you make sure that that my my baby can have this, <laughs> and please? And, we, that, we, and that's fair. I, kn I know that he's not the one that's for it, but could you make sure you put him in this spot, please? See, now we're getting into now, now we're getting into now we're getting into now we're getting into first of all, we're getting into study and into mess into messiness. That's right. Let's let's go ahead. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's do some, let's so let's do some exegesis. Now, some of y'all should have some paper and pen. If you don't, make sure you should take some notes on these kinds of things. Context is everything, right? Yes. So let's put this in context. Number one, 
the fact that their mother even asked the question Come on. is culturally out of order. Mm -hmm. Culturally. I didn't say anything about women shouldn't talk. Right. I'm talking about the culture in the context. The fact that she even spoke to Jesus, which no matter how people cut it, he was called teacher, rabbi, whatever, was already, quote, unquote, out of order because of how women were viewed in that space, right? So that's number one. So she's already, culturally speaking, talking out of order. Stepping over the line. She's already stepping over. Because, uh, because, again, look at the response of Jesus. You could take that response as he was in the culture. Or you can take it as he was not functioning from a place of culture, but a place of maybe almost being upset because he thought he had a good enough relationship with those two yeah. that even if they asked, he would have still dealt with it. Yeah. This is what we call working with the minutia of the text. This is, this is why study actually gets fun because there may or may not be a definite. Right. So it could be that she stepped out all on her own and the boys didn't know. Or because she recognized potentially you always around him. He always takes you over here. It makes sense. Make sure you're getting it on the back end. Like, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't do don't be doing this for nothing. So right. So now, so now when you have that going on, right? You got that going on. Plus all this, Jesus' question makes even more sense. Are you able? He asked them. And then he told them something else. This is, this is how it gets good. On the one hand, can you drink from the cup? That's one piece. But the other part is, I can't grant you that access. So he tells them up front, what you're asking for, I can't give you anyway. Because the qualification is, it's only for prepared for those that my father has prepared. And to, and to your point, I think that, uh, yeah, sometimes I think we answer the question because we know who is listening. Yes. And we know who's asking the question. And we want to be in the good graces of the person who's, who's asking the question. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I value Jesus as my teacher, as my leader. So, of course, I'm not going to say, uh, I don't know, when, when that in reality, he can actually work with that answer better because it's an honest answer, instead of just puffing your chest out and being like, "Yeah, we got it." Yeah, and and I'm and just to bring some comments from the from cyberspace here, uh, Sister Pat chimed in a little bit, where she says, "You know, I like that Jesus, all knowing, put the ball back in the brothers' court. Mm -hmm. He was not going to make it easy for them. Thank you, Lord, for not making it easy." And here comes here comes my here comes my PSA about ministry. If you think it's easy that anybody can do it, come on, we, we got a shortage. Otherwise, otherwise, take a hint from Jesus because he, he's asking the same question over 2,000 years later. Can you drink from this cup? Not can you carry it, 
Everybody can pick up a cup. I said, yeah, I know that was a whole word right there. We should be able to go home on that one. Everybody can pick up a cup. Everybody can't drink what's in it. But everybody also probably has their own cup. Jesus out here saying, are you sure you can drink from the cup that I'm going to drink from? Mm -hmm. Like, you got your own cup that you got to deal with, bro. Like, I can't. I might be able to drink from your cup. And you might be able to drink from your cup. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you can drink from my cup. Which brings to this next comment that I really love. This actually comes from fam from family, part of my family, uh, y'all's cousin Teresa. Yeah. Many churchgoers are fans of Christ. They like what Christ can do. Only a few want to be followers of Christ, living a holy life. It got quiet in here. <laughs> But is but think about so so we got to now make a distinction, y'all. Because contextually, as a denomination, we talk about discipleship. Mm -hmm. Discipleship, apprenticeship, is actually what discipleship. You know, the the original language word of discipleship really means apprenticeship. Are you willing to learn? in such a way where you know how to do the thing exactly point A to point B to point C. Any, any work, an electrician, a plumber, all that stuff, before you ever can go out and really make some money on your own as your own entity, you have to go through what? An apprenticeship. And folk don't want to go through apprenticeship because they think they're ready to do a thing. And Jesus says again, and I like the way you put it, can you drink, here we go, from the same cup? What was it? So what was in Jesus' cup, y'all? Mm. Crucifixion, kangaroo courts, where he would be found guilty of stuff that he did not do. All that stuff is in there. Can you go through that? Can you go through what I'm going to go through? Because if you can drink the same, I can't give you the spot, but I'm telling you, you've got to, in order for this to really go down, and I can't give you the spot, can you drink? Wow. I can't you dig. Can you drink it? <laughs> Can isn't, you? Isn't that what Jesus is actually addressing? Is the mindset of how we view this this um, this walk <laughs> at, at, in itself? You know, it, rather than the status symbol of Christianity, the vocation of it. I'm trying to make sure that my mansion has more rooms than your mansion, right? That's 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 how it's that's how it's got to be. I need I need to know that that I got at least three more cattle than you got on our thousand hills. Right. You know what I'm talking about? The lands of milk and honey is just a little bit milkier than yours. You know, I just <laughs> I just, just want to make sure. That that's, that's, milk what, here. That's, that's, that's what I got to know. You know, I need a few more honeybees, you know what I'm talking about, on my on my heels. This dude is yeah, hilarious. Because heaven, heaven all of a sudden ain't good enough. No, yeah. no, no. Them streets is paved with gold, but mine's got to be really shiny. I mean... 
I mean, man, you know, I mean, what what are we really talking about? I mean, we, we ain't talking about actually doing the work of the kingdom and actually having to give up stuff to do what we supposed to do. And then you actually got to serve other people. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, you know, it's all about, you know, making sure that people know that I'm prosperous down here because, you know, God has given me a loan based upon, you know, he giving me a loan down here before I get up there. You know, I got to show off what I already got, even though I ain't hear him say, well done. I, I just know that he's going to give me a little, uh, you know, advance that y'all can see to show that I'm his child. Come on. Just I've done well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the so the challenge. So when when I think about the three points, right? Jesus is exposing one about responsibility. He understood what he was responsible for. He was clear. I am not in this for no status mess. Think about this. I'm not here on a status trip. I know who I am. I came from perfection and I came back to this place that was once perfect but sullied Mm -hmm. by sin and selfishness and everything else and I'm trying to show y'all how to live in a way that pleases God while having to deal with the imperfections that exist I know what I'm responsible for that's why that's why when I got mad I ain't take everything out I got the power. <laughs> I can't do what I do less the Father gives me what? The power to do so. I could have, look, I could do all kind of stuff. I don't need to go through all this. I have access to that. But I don't use it because I'm trying to teach you how to what? Obey. Follow the lead. Learn how to, what, here's a word, submit to the will of God. Do all the things that society tells you is weak to do. Nobody wants to hear that submission is not always a bad word. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a word and a concept that actually saves you from yourself. Mm. Imagine how many times... You and I could have been saved from ourselves if we would have just said, I'm going to do it God's way and not mine. And Jesus, every time, said, I can't unless I cannot preach, I cannot teach, I cannot heal, I cannot less. <laughs> The words that are here, lest the Father allows it to be so. Which if we take it further in the, in the life of Christendom, you can't preach, start no church, <laughs> teach, sing, shout, <laughs> holler, run, lest God authorizes it. Now, people will be like, well, in the natural, you can do whatever you want because the law says you can do this and this, and if you follow all the legal stuff, you can establish this, that, and the other. 
Yeah, you can. But if you really say you're going to represent who God is, you ain't going to have no power behind it. You're not going to have anything that's going to move people that's going to affect change unless God be involved. But if you don't have God involved, what you think you're doing? I think about how maybe tempting is not the right word, but like what if Jesus had gotten into his mind that like, yeah, I can answer that question. And yeah, sure. If y'all want to sit on my right and left, sure. Why not? Like the humility and the self-awareness to say, that's not my, that's not my question to answer. That's not my request to grant Mm -hmm. when so often we see people who are blowing smoke, making promises that they can't keep Mm -hmm. talking about stuff. They ain't got no business talking about. And the way that that then convinces people to latch on to them because of the empty promises that they have made where Jesus is like, I can't grant you that. Are you going to follow me anyway? Are you going to follow me in spite of the fact that I can't give you the thing that you're asking for in this moment and make you that promise? So you're talking about politics. Um, hot in here oh my goodness i don't know why (laughs) we just finished having election day and i I remember going live and saying to people okay cool you go and cast your ballot and do all that stuff but the work is the day after because you got to make people keep their word now here's the funny part if i can say that about democracy Mm -hmm. so-called democracy What are we talking about in the life of being a believer, right? Jesus, Jesus even was like, you can keep me to this. You know, I'm not like, you know, wait, talking about, talking about God. God is not like humanity that God should lie. (laughs) Think about all different scriptures where God would speak of through the prophets, for instance. Here's the one, the one that's abused a lot about tithing. It's abused. <laughs> it's abused, but hear it. Prove me. That's King James. Try me. Test me if I will not. <laughs> in other words, God is always saying, if you're going to test me in this because I've given you the opportunity is because I already know I'm going to come through. I'm going to see if you trust me. Just try me and watch what I do. God has a track record of getting it done. Humans have a sorry record. But yet people are always latching on to folk that can give them promises that could be as empty as can be. That's why people campaign to build up your hopes so that you will only settle for a little bit of what was promised. Mm -hmm. I was not being Republican or Democrat on that one. Nope. Because everybody that get up in it, 
has to what? Go through and deal with themselves. They overpromise and underdeliver because you're still dealing with a system. But how do you how can you put more faith in a system that overpromises and underdelivers and you literally can read a whole book and and know people personally that know that God shows up every single time. I know that one of the points is about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wonder, what is the level of sacrifice it takes to be truly honest with people? Does that make sense? Yeah. Looking at the comment, looking at the comments, it's a discipline. Mm. I, br- I bring up Samuel all the time, right? And because I bring him up all the time, and even though I didn't brought him up so much, I just have to use actual Bible so you can see that everything that I've been saying about Samuel is is exactly what it is. So here, and and there's a reason we're going here. Let's do it this way. First Samuel three. I want to go go back to the call. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in First Samuel three, starting in verse ten. This is after Hena ran to Eli multiple times <laughs> and says that, and this is what it says, and the Lord came and stood calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. I would be. (laughs) But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, and he said, here I am. And Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. And Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. 
let him do what seems good to him. The first test was, can you handle telling it even if it hurts? Okay. Now let's go to what, now let's go from that to 1 Samuel chapter 9, starting at First Samuel 9, starting at verse 5. When they came to the land of Zuth, Saul said to his servant who was with him, come let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkeys and become anxious about us. But he said to him, behold, there is a man of God in this city. And he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. He went from being a boy raised in the temple, hearing God's voice and telling his mentor what was coming, to now gaining a reputation as priest and prophet that everything that came out of his mouth, what? It came to pass. How? How do you gain a reputation like that? You got to do stuff that nobody else is willing to do. You got to follow God in a way that other people ain't willing to follow. That's tell people stuff that they don't want to hear. My Lord, that's sacrifice. Because everything that needs to be said is not always going to be received. And, it, and I know folk love me here, okay? But if you go back to last Sunday, it wasn't a shouting sermon. <laughs> it was heavy in the joint. <laughs> Everybody was thinking about it. <laughs> because it, regardless, it's stuff that has to be said. It has to be done. And... The sacrificial part is, and I think I said this Sunday, you don't, something that's really sacrificial, you don't get to be you all the time. Mm. What does that mean? Your tendencies, your, the way that you would handle the thing, you don't get to do that all the time. Like I said, there are days I just wish my fists get itchy. I, can, I ain't going to lie to you. I, my fists, not my hands, my fists get itchy. I didn't forget how to throw a punch. My grandfather taught me how to throw a punch. He used to box. He taught me a long time ago. It's muscle memory. I, I still know how to throw a jab, y'all. <laughs> but just because you get on my nerves does not mean I get to respond according to how I feel. And I feel a lot of stuff on a lot of days, okay? That is actually a sacrifice because... If you respond the way you feel, you could be doing damage to the witness that you have. Now, everybody has a bad day, okay? But uh, wait, all of our good, the, the songwriter said, 
our good days should outweigh outweigh the bad days. Yeah. Out they should outweigh the bad days. They should. It ain't that you're never gonna have one, but my God, people should be able to say, you know what? I see them more in this light than anything else. Not to hold people on a pedestal, but then that reputation that only God can establish becomes the thing that they see. Saul Saul would have never became king if his dad's donkeys didn't break loose and get lost. <laughs> read, read your Bible. But it, there's another way I could have put all that. I would have been even more hilarious. <laughs> Wait, stop crying over there, man. Look, we, look, this is a podcast, man. You losing it. You changing color over there, boy. Stop crying, man. You know, you know that. Like I said, it's the realest podcast in Christendom right. over here. That's, That's right. right. If those donkeys didn't break loose, Saul doesn't meet Samuel, and Samuel, who was talk, who was talking with God on the backside, already knew that it was going to be Saul, and he's like, okay, just a matter of making it all happen. And if he didn't have the reputation, Saul wouldn't have stopped. Right. Because he asked the question, is there a seer? Is there someone that can help us get home? And then he, he asked the right question in the right place at the right time. And that guy said, yep, he's already here. And his rep is everything. Unblemished. Unblemished. He's undefeated. Yep. Everything come out of his mouth comes to pass. That's power. You can't have that kind of rep if you ain't sacrificed something at some point. And then on top of that, you can't have not only that, but also you got to be willing to serve. The teaching of Jesus was, and I feel like I'm talking too much, but mm -mm. the teaching of Jesus that is really in the original text in Matthew 20 is this. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. Rulers of the Gentiles, let folk know, let the Gentiles know, I got Jews. But even <laughs> they have people that are over them, right? But here's the teaching. When it comes to y'all, that's not how this works. So he brought all 12 together to let them know, ain't going down like this. Whoever would be great among you must be the servant. Whoever would be first must be your slave, your, your, your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom many. Jesus' whole mission was not about him. It was about others. And the, the concept of I don't, I don't want to say capitalism because I think that that's you yeah. know, mm -hmm. whatever, but like we have this whole concept of, of acquiring more so that I got more and more people who work 
for me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm above, you know, I'm the manager of this department. Next thing you know, I'm the, you know, the manager of the whole thing. Next thing you know, I'm the CEO of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is to to move in ways that put it so that I got people working under me, working for me, right? That's right. that's the goal. And and he's literally talking about being countercultural. He's talking about whatever you think you can acquire is not for you. Right. That's that's not the goal. And I I can't, I don't know if it's easy or if it's hard that he's saying this to people who are probably already poor. Like, I don't, you know, and and maybe that's an assumption on my part because I'm sure not all the disciples are in that situation, but um, he's looking at them and saying, like, these people who lord this stuff over you, that's not the kingdom I'm trying to build. And... He's living it. Like, he's not just saying, go out here and do this. He's like, I'm showing you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Think about think about these three terms again and some definition for them. He acknowledges his own responsibility. Responsibility, according to the dictionary, the quality or state of being responsible, such as moral, legal, or mental accountability. Other words might be reliability or trustworthiness something for which one is responsible. And here's another word, burden. Soak that in. The responsibility is a burden. Now, when people hear burden, they're like, oh, my God. It's a weight. That's why I can't talk to some of these cats that talk about they want to be in ministry. And they talk about it with a smile on their face. <laughs> they talk about it like they really, they like excited about trying to do it. And they dressed the part. They dressed the part better than me. And they feel, and they, and they, and they walk around almost floating on air. Because they don't recognize the burden that comes. When you really serve people, Servanthood being in the role of a servant, one that serves others. (laughs) There's a burden. When you're really serving, serving God and you're serving others, the burden you feel is to what? How can we see things change? You're serving people that function from being on the street and they know how to navigate the streets, not because they want to be there, but because they've learned how to, and you look at the situation and you say, all I can do is what they ask of me because this is what they really need. But then you know it shouldn't be like this because if the one person you help, you know, is doing this and there are what, hundreds and thousands people that are really in the service, wow, in in the act and the idea of service have a burden to see something different. So that means that if you're going to be a servant to all and function in that role of servanthood and you recognize you have a burden or responsibility, then sacrifice is the key thing. Sacrifice means to suffer loss 
of or give up, renounce, injure or destroy, especially for an ideal, belief, or an end. I give this up knowing that in the end analysis, there's something greater. Yeah. On this end, I do this, knowing that on the other side of it, there's great reward. That's, that's sacrificial. And, and the, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to renounce? I like that word. What are you willing to renounce? Knowing that on the, because it has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's the challenge. If I'm going to be this, where 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 does that come from? But the goal, so often, so we're told, is to acquire, not to give up, and it. I feel like we we talked about within the last couple of weeks, right? Just mm-hmm. you know the certain the idols and stuff that we that we have because we are nervous to sacrifice. Um, I don't want to say that we're unwilling necessarily, but I mm-hmm. think oftentimes we're we're nervous because we don't know we don't know where that stops. We don't we you know once you start sacrificing, you know where do, where does it stop? Like if you can tell me how much I have to sacrifice. <laughs> I might be more willing, <laughs> as right. long as it's not everything, I might be more willing to do that. But if you just say, hey, you, you got to become less so that I can become more, it's like, well, Lord, I don't want to be too small. Mm. I don't, I don't want to be too insignificant. I don't want to be too whatever that's not what I'm not right now. <laughs> Which then means this. I guess we have to do our part to change or we have to begin to create an environment that allows for us to change our view of what it means to make impact. And if we're going to do that, then that means that we have to take some time and really evaluate the question. And I guess this is where we bring ourselves towards the end a little shorter than it's been, but it, I think is a good place to kind of land this plane. The question is burned in my head. Can you drink from the same cup? Maybe for us, if we're honest, The question should be, can we drink from the assigned cup for our lives? Are we in a state of mind where we can sit with our assigned container? Talked about it, what maybe a couple months ago. People wanna, people wanna put a. I had a 
I had a um, one liter bottle of water in a small cup. I said they want a one liter blessing to fit in a 10 ounce or a 12 ounce cup. And that's not how it works. This is a two liter container that had alkaline water in it that I've been working for. Every, now I know everybody in here cannot sit, <laughs> nurse and drink a, t- a two liter of water in one sitting maybe, let alone multiple sittings. Oh man, I got things to do. I can't, I'd be up and down going back. To, right. You know, I so that goes back to a concept of capacity. <laughs> Literally, yes. So we're dealing with capacity and what we can and what level of responsibility we can handle. Now can I can I play devil's advocate at the risk of uh contradicting myself? It is all good. I think we we can drink we are capable of drinking from the cup that he drinks from if we are willing to acknowledge that he has modeled how to do that. Which then mean which then which then brings which brings up a song that s- suggests the mentality that Jesus is suggesting. Mm. If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody how they're traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a good man ought, and if I can bring back beauty to a world upwrought. If I can spread love's message as the master taught, then my living shall not be in vain. My living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain if I can help somebody as I pass along, then my living shall not be in vain. My mind has to be such that if I'm going to drink from said cup, I have to have the same mind that the master had. Here it is. The Bible says, (laughs) let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Are we willing to have that mind so we can drink from that cup? Otherwise, we have to reevaluate where we are. I pray that tonight was beneficial and helpful for everyone online and in person. I pray that this was meaningful and hopefully as we continue to do this, that is going to, for real, help people think about their own witness in Christ. It's not an easy 
It's not simple, but this is a safe place where we can work it out and keep on finding our way to serve, to grow, and to go. Um, pray for all of us. Um, worship here, as always, at Claire at 10 a.m. Um, on Sunday. Pray for me as I'm traveling the next couple of Sundays to preach in different places. This Sunday, I'll be down in Cincinnati at Gaines United Methodist Church um, for worship. And then third Sunday, be back at the old stomping grounds of Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky for their 144th church anniversary. So keep me in prayer as we are spreading the gospel in different places. But we will be on here on Wednesday each time um, at 6.30. So we're not, we're still building the momentum. So we're going to be here on Wednesday um, at 6.30 as always. Um, but just keep everyone in prayer. If you are here in the city, it is worship is not about one person being here or not being here because the Lord is still meeting us here. So be with us in person or online at 10 a.m. every Sunday as normal because there will be a word for you. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Um, Mitchell, close us out in prayer as we get ready to go. Dear God, we, we thank you for this day. We thank you for gathering us here together safely to, uh, to wrestle with the word and to hear stuff that we don't necessarily know if we're ready to hear, but thank you for making us capable of hearing it nonetheless, Lord. So be with us as we take the word out from here. Um, and uh, be it out out in the world, Lord. Uh, keep us safe on our way home and uh, keep the, the curiosity and the desire to know your word better uh, strong within us. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We thank you for being with us tonight. If you have come on and this is definitely um, a replay for you, definitely share, comment. We read all the comments and we'll see you back here next week, Wednesday at 6.30. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Trying to go get some of this chicken. <laughs> chicken gone? Oof. You meant, That's what I get. That's what you get. That's what I get. Got caught. Look. Got look. look got no, because I would have been sitting here. Got caught. Look. look. See how little you see how I put my stuff to the side. That's right. I was like, <laughs> once we go on, yeah, put it right to the side. But it's still I, here. I got something.